the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Let's see. The latest is that they're uh, they're flipping out over Donald Trump, who, by the way, announced that should he be elected president, he will pardon all or nearly all of the uh, political prisoners. They are political prisoners. If they're not political prisoners, then Andrei Sakharov was not a political prisoner in the Soviet Union. The uh, the definition of a political prisoner is someone who was placed in prison by the ruling authorities in order to shut them up or in order to set an example to others, not because of the crime that they allegedly or actually committed. That's what a political prisoner is. They're in prison for political reasons. Does the FBI, for example, have information on Joe Biden? Apparently they do, that they won't release. When he was vice president and the corruption he was involved with to bring millions of dollars to family members. This country is in bad, bad shape because the left is taking over. The left ruins everything it touches. Whoever thought it would include the United States of America. But indeed it does. My my biggest sadness is over erstwhile conservatives who so loathe Donald Trump's personality that they voted for Joe Biden. I ha- I have to say, and it's painful because some of these people uh, I have adored, and in one case I still have a gr- great affection for. But uh, the, that aspect, and we all make mistakes, but that that reaction is so narcissistic. I don't like Trump. Therefore, I will hurt America. That's what, it, that's what it is to me. Do you think America has benefited from Joe Biden and the Democrats? Just financially alone, economically alone, what, what, uh, what we are living through? California may bill you for slavery. Nine-member committee created by Governor Gavin Newsom and his Democratic legislature voted Saturday to recommend that the state make cash payments to black Americans who claim to be descendants of slaves. Although California's 1849 Constitution banned slavery, the committee claims the state government was complicit in the enslavement of blacks in southern states. I don't, I don't know how that works exactly. California banned slavery. So California should pay reparations. One of the many ironies of this reparations idea is that blacks who can ill afford it 
will have money taken from them as well. After all, if it's state funds, where does it come from? It comes from taxes. So middle-class blacks will be paying for other blacks, indeed maybe for wealthy blacks, who can show that they were a descendant of a slave, but not a slave who was enslaved in California. The committee says blacks are still suffering the lingering effects of slavery as well as from such policies as over-policing. That's why they came up with the idea of uh, defunding the police. They're, we're over-policed. That's why Nordstrom's and Target and Starbucks and others are leaving San Francisco. Now they're properly policed, not over-policed. And the the, the city has, is being ruined. One of the most beautiful cities in the world is being destroyed by the left, and people vote for the left. Hmm. The panel recommends payments of $2,352 for each year slavery descendants lived in California during its war on drugs from 1971 to 2020. So you get $2,352 for each year a slavery descendant lived in California during the war on drugs. But why the war on drugs was not allegedly picking on descendants of slaves. If, it's picking on, if it was picking on blacks, it has nothing to do with whether they were descendant of slavery. This is madness. This is truly madness. Where's the money going to come from? We're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars. Aren't we? What are we what are we talking about? Does it have does it have the the number here? Is it a hundred? Yeah, the total cost could be as much as eight hundred billion dollars overall. This is the Wall Street Journal. It's two hundred billion dollars away from a trillion dollars. And it's not even the national government, it's the California government. And of course, if they finally realize they don't have the money, then they, having raised the expectations of many blacks in California, will just increase anger. That's all it will do, increase anger. When you expect A and you don't receive A, you get angry. Like the universities, as I have often said, you get a BA in anger, you get a master's in anger, and you get a doctorate in anger. As always with racial spoils, the committee makes some arbitrary distinctions. Black immigrants need not apply, nor Japanese Americans whose ancestors were put in camps during World War II, nor Chinese Americans who worked on the Intercontinental Railroad, but were also barred by the Chinese Exclusion Act. And don't forget Native Americans who were pushed off their land by settlers. Yeah, why aren't they getting money? The committee also recommends that the state adopt a laundry list of left-wing policies to remedy racial disparities. These include rent control in minority neighborhoods. Rent control, that really works out for a neighborhood, yeah. Free college and a guaranteed income for slavery descendants. Guaranteed income. So that means that they will receive 
tens of thousands of dollars, presumably, every year they live. What animates these people? I don't, I don't know exactly. Oh, and repeal a state 1996 constitutional amendment that banned racial preferences, which voters reaffirmed in a 2020 referendum. Because hmm. the government should play racial preferences. Remember, equality before the law is not a left-wing position. Equality of result is, and that must always involve theft and probably violence. There is no way to force an equal outcome without depriving people of freedom. Right? What if we did it in sports? The And name the team wins too often. This team does not win enough. So to have equity in result, what will they do? Well, there's there's a number of things they can do. They could have umpires call strikes when balls are thrown, and those the batters on that team will simply strike out because the umpires change the rules. That's exactly what is happening in the rest of life in order to achieve equity. The umpires cheat. Slavery was a scourge, and so was Jim Crow, but the U.S. has done decades of penance to ameliorate their damage, including spending trillions of dollars in social welfare programs. Trillions. One moral question is why Americans who played no part in either slavery or Jim Crow should pay for the sins of the past. Should the descendants of Union soldiers killed in the Civil War that ended slavery be exempt from paying taxes for reparations because of the sacrifice of their ancestors? That's a fair question. Accounting for the moral wrongs of the past is a fraught issue, best left to the teaching of history, if they still teach that in California schools. That's a good point. If the Reparations Committee wants to make amends for bad policy, we have other suggestions. Start with teacher tenure protections and last-in, first-out dismissal policies that disproportionately harm minority kids in low-income schools, as demonstrated by the Vergara lawsuit a decade ago. Lack of school choice imprisons black children in failing urban schools. There are a few more sentences, and I will get to them. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me! I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD weight loss and nutrition, I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900. 
and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. So to finish the reparations piece in the Wall Street Journal, the state's de facto decriminalization of drug use and shoplifting in 2014 has led to increased crime, especially in minority neighborhoods. The state's war on fossil fuels is killing good-paying working-class jobs and raising energy prices. But these are progressive policies that increase racial and income disparities. So they're off the reparations list. Yep. The damage done to blacks by the left is... uh, is one of the great secrets kept from most Americans, including black Americans, who overwhelmingly vote for the people who have contempt for them. It's okay. That's what's being done in general. People vote for the people who hurt them when they vote Democrat. In the New York Post today, the great Miranda Devine has a piece. Deep State Can't Cover for Scale of Biden Corruption. If the bombshells unleashed at yesterday morning's House Oversight Committee press conference had been about the corruption of a Republican president via millions of dollars in foreign bribes to his family, the clamor for impeachment would have been deafening. But Joe Biden has the protection of the deep state and unscrupulous Democratic lawyers. So accountability will be slower, though no less certain, I hope she's right, if Oversight Chairman James Comer continues his dogged pursuit of the money. Comer, Republican Kentucky, has delivered an astonishing forensic interim accounting of $10 million in payments from just two of the countries, Romania and China, which enriched the president's family during his vice presidency and in the weeks afterward. There is no liar, there's no bad human that filled the presidency, in my opinion, only Joe Biden. Some have been worse than others, obviously. He is the only one I consider to be a bad human being. He lies because he's a leftist, he lies without thinking about it, because truth is not a left-wing value. He's not a liberal, he's a leftist. He's crushing this country, and he's profoundly corrupt. That's not counting further millions from Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Romania, Oman, or earlier China deals, and, quote, other foreign business deals the committee is investigating. The only business the Bidens were engaged in for all that filthy lucre lucre, was selling Joe's influence to the highest foreign bidder when he was vice president, with no regard for national security and his knowledge and active involvement, including meeting, hold on, including meeting at least half a dozen, or at least a dozen of son Hunter Biden's foreign benefactors. The investigation is about Joe Biden, Comer said. This, the Post, that is the New York Post, has been the for, in the forefront 
of reporting on his corruption scandal for almost three years. Now that Comer has laid out a documented trail of million-dollar bribes paid to the Biden family, it is unsustainable for the president and the White House to continue to stonewall and deny the truth. Why not come clean? Why not be honest with us? Said House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, Republican Ohio, during the morning's press conference. Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Comer has bank transactions from four banks, showing at least nine members of the president's immediate family received hefty foreign payments, including the younger brother, Jim Biden, his son Hunter, his widowed daughter-in-law, Hallie Biden, that's uh, Hunter's former lover, Hunter's ex-wife, Kathleen Biden, and current wife, Melissa Cohen, and three children of the president's son and the president's brother. He has identified 16, no, 15, shell companies associated with Hunter and a complicated web of transactions designed to hide the payments. Well, this is what is happening. Will the FBI give up what they apparently have? That's the question. That's one of the questions. Corruption is a cancer. Huh. At the, as the committee points out, the payments were made against the backdrop of Vice President Biden giving sanctimonious anti-corruption lectures in Romania and Ukraine. Corruption is a cancer, he would thunder a cancer that eats away at a citizen's faith in democracy. Well, he's certainly right. It's a painful time we're living in, watching our country ruined deliberately by the left and people voting for them. You can't blame the Democratic Party. You have to blame the people who vote for them. Well, you can blame the Democratic Party, obviously, but they wouldn't have power if people didn't vote for them. It's, it's really remarkable, the power of emotions in the human condition, because it's an emotional hatred of Republicans, conservatives, often Christians involved in, the, in, in being hated as well. That's why the, you get these articles in the New York Times regularly about Christian nationalism. I don't even know what that is. One eight Prager seven seven six is the number. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. CovidTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost eighty thousand dollars. CovidTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And CovidTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred thousand dollars. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay-up-front companies 
that make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. I got a suggestion here that the Republicans should speak of the Democrats as the party of corruption. And just repeat that over and over. You know what is amazing? The thing I wrote about 35 years ago just keeps happening. Being on the left means never having to say you're sorry. The Columbia Journalism Review publishes a scathing attack on the New York Times and Washington Post and Pulitzer Prize Committee for the years of lies about Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. And nothing happens. It's not even reported, to the best of my knowledge, in the New York Times that the Columbia Journalism Review, amazingly, I must admit, printed this. Do you think that if the Columbia Journalism Review had a detailed critique of Fox News, the New York Times would not report it? it? It doesn't matter what they did, the damage that they did. It doesn't matter what happened in 2020 with the riots over the George Floyd death. And uh, it's... It, 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 It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. This is what is so remarkable. The printing of money, the allowing in of of millions of people illegally into the country. It doesn't matter what the left does. It doesn't matter. I cannot think of anything the Democratic Party could do that would alienate any significant number of people who vote for, for them. Name something. Name something it could do. Here is an excerpt from last night with Donald Trump, and uh, amazingly, on CNN at his town hall meeting. Sean, you have the excerpt there? Will you pardon the January 6th rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one, because a couple of them, probably they got out of control, but... You know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places. Look at what they did to Seattle and BLM, BLM. Many people were killed. These people, I'm not trying to justify anything, but you have two standards of justice in this country. And what they've done, and I I love that question, because what they've done to so many people is nothing nothing and then what they've done to these people they've persecuted these people and yeah my my answer is i am most likely if i get in i will most likely i would say it will be a large portion of them you know they did a very and it'll be very early on and they're living in hell right now so when it comes they're to living pardons. in hell 
and their policemen and their firemen and their soldiers and their carpenters and electricians and their great people. Many of them are just great people. Mr. President, one of the people who was convicted was a former policeman, but he was convicted of attacking a police officer, I should note. But when you said you are considering pardoning a large portion of those charged with crimes on January 6th, does that include the four Proud Boys members who were charged and convicted of seditious conspiracy? I don't know. I'd have to look at their case. But I will say, in Washington, D.C., you cannot get a fair trial. You cannot. Just like in New York City, you can't get a fair trial. That's so true. That was so true. Oh, my God. He spoke well. That was exactly correct. I've said it on this show over and over. The chances of a January 6th defendant getting a fair trial in Washington, D.C. are about the same as a black defendant getting a fair trial in 1920 in Mississippi. The jury was rigged against you because you were black. In this case, the jury is rigged against you because you are a conservative. It's painful for me to say that. Donald Trump was eloquent in this response, courageous and correct. A nice combination. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Ray in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello. Hey, good, good afternoon. Good morning. Hi. Thank you on both. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, why Why are you lying? Why are you lying to everyone? Okay. Um, uh, uh, listen, that, that, I that, normally that, hang up on people who accuse me of lying because I never lie. Okay. Never. You understand yeah, that? But, Get that straight. Apologize, you and you'll continue. Say I'm wrong, say I made a mistake, say I'm misguided, all is acceptable. I don't lie. I owe it to God to tell the truth, not to Ray in Indianapolis. But I'm not hanging up on you because I want people to hear the lie that you accuse me of. But never do that again, okay? You understand me? Say yes or no. Do you understand me? All right, I'm letting you go if you don't say yes. Do you understand me? Don't, Dennis. Okay, goodbye. All right, it's too bad. I'll tell you what he wanted to say. Okay? Just there there are a few things. It's it's like if you called me uh, 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 a kike, I I wouldn't accept that. I consider being called a liar equivalent. I don't lie. I can make mistakes. That's why I took his call, because he said I, I, I uh, said something wrong about, uh, about Comer, and that uh, Comer, he says, said that they have no evidence about the Biden corruption. So let me read to you from uh, today's uh, Daily Mail. After the deadline passed, the top Republican on the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, Republican Kentucky, accused the FBI of refusing to provide quote, refusing to provide the document to his committee. The FBI's position is trust, but you won't, but you aren't allowed to verify. That is unacceptable. We plan to follow up with the FBI and expect compliance with the subpoena, Comer said in a statement to DailyMail.com. That's where I got my information from. If it's wrong, that's why I took the call, because I never want to tell you anything that is wrong. But don't start with the lie stuff. 
I don't lie. I've been on for 40 years. Maybe three people have ever accused me of lying. That gets me angry. That's true. If somebody charged this man with being a rapist, would he get angry? All right, we have uh, we have more here. Uh, let's go to Sylvia in Silmar, California. Hello. Okay, thank you so much. I was hoping that you'd grab my call. I never make it through. I want to say Hollywood brainwashed people since they were young. In the 80s, started with a vengeance. Up to the 60s, beginning of the 70s, you could watch westerns and shows where it was no bias. But in the 80s, young producers like Michael Landon from, you know, Bonanza, Little House on the Prayer, he started producing shows. And the whole thing was the victim card, the race card, and uh, bashing, slandering conservatives and Republicans to cover the past of the Democrats. They were the slave owners. They were the racists. They were the KKK creators. And Republicans that I love, like you, Larry, and everybody else, need to say Hollywood more often. Hollywood is the one that brainwashed people to hate Republicans, like you say. It's not even emotional. They're brainwashed. This guy's saying, you lie. Why you lie? How does he know? He doesn't even have the evidence. All right, I hear you. I, I actually think the school's... Uh, are are more uh, guilty than Hollywood. Uh, going to school, l- look at look at how many young people change after going to college. They not only become leftist and, and start hating America, but they become meaner. They become stupider. I don't think anybody becomes stupider necessarily after a movie or even twenty movies. Hollywood is disgusting in its values. Agreed. But it's still it's still just a movie. Did the Ten Commandments make people holier? The great film with Charlton Heston? I mean, I believe that good movies can do a lot of good, and bad movies can do a lot of bad. But I, I, I would say that the the schools have done the great damage. if you want to isolate one particular arena. Wall Street Journal, Biden cracks down on gas stoves and much more. Beginning in July, commercial retailers will no longer be able to sell incandescent light bulbs without incurring a significant penalty, thanks to the onerous Energy Department Efficiency Regulation. Last summer, the Biden administration reversed the Trump-era reprieve for the old-fashioned bulbs, adjusting the appliance's lumens per watt threshold beyond what the incandescent technology can meet. As a result, newer LED bulbs will soon be the only game in town. While LEDs are improving, they cost more than incandescent bulbs, don't work well with most dimmers, and cast a light that some consumers consider unpleasant. The wrecking of the quality of life of the American people by the sick and despicable environmentalist movement who care about the environment as much as the Democrats care about blacks, communists care about workers, feminists care about women. You understand this is all in the name of ruining the country. All in the name of saving us 
from the existential threat of carbon dioxide. They, they, I won't say they lied to you. I will say that they ruined the world with their lockdowns, and yet people continue. Well, maybe they lied. I don't know if they lied. Lied generally implies you know what you're saying is not true. Experts. What they did to children. The masking of people, as I read to you, more and more studies that masks not only didn't help, they hurt many people. On two-year-olds in airplanes, the same experts, the expert class tells you that you can't use a, a regular light bulb or your washing machine or your car, and people are okay with it. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. All right, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Joe in Lansing, Michigan. Hello. Hi, Dennis. I just um, just wanted to call back on that uh, uh, Ray that uh, that called in um, and just kind of follow up. You know, I'm sorry that he upset you so much, uh, but it sounds like when you when you read back what the F, what the actual report was, sounds like the, that they don't have any evidence that they came out there and just made accusations and said the FBI might have evidence, but they never actually presented any actual evidence of any sort of corruption. Okay, fine. I don't have a problem with our reading Comer's comments differently, but that's not but what I he mean, did. He started by saying, I'm a liar. If he said, I'm a rapist, well, should, let's say a guy called and said, you know, Dennis, well, you're a rapist. Should I keep okay. him on? Should I just say, I didn't even hang up. I said, just take it back and tell me where I'm wrong. But he wouldn't do it. Well, and, and, So there's a certain gutter level dialogue that I have never encountered allowed on my show that's all i don't call callers liars okay okay that's that's fair um but i mean you can kind of see his point because we're presenting that information as if it were true though uh and and to the rape accusation uh everybody is celebrating the fact that donald trump wasn't convicted of rape but he was he, they did find him guilty of sexual assault right and to say that he wasn't found guilty of anything is is uh, a lie well, of admission no, would you not admit yeah nope who said he wasn't found guilty of anything? Uh, you did yesterday. I said he wasn't found guilty of anything? Yeah, you uh, said I, he was found not guilty of rape, and yet he still has to pay reparations. You, 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 you were Yes, I didn't say that. he wasn't. He, well, I don't remember saying that. But, uh, yes, I find the idea, what is it, a 25-year-old charge made by a woman, and, and he, 
who said he raped, and then they said, no, he didn't this, rape this, you, but, but he did all these other but, bad things? Oh, maybe it's true. Okay. The changing of the statute of limitations, I think that should bother even a liberal. That they have decided to uh, amend it, that no matter how old the charge, if it's a sexual charge, we it can be made 40 years later. It, it, is America better for that? That's, that's what I would ask. But it's not a left-wing question, is America better for it? It's, do we appeal to a certain group's grievances? Not, is America better for it? Anyway, that was a fine call. I, have, I, I, I go to calls that differ with me. Just don't call me a liar. I'm not a liar, and I'm not a rapist, I'm not a murderer. And I consider liar to be close uh, to the other two. It's not exactly the same. There's no question. There are gradations of sin. But liar, that's up there. I don't lie. I, I may make mistakes. In fact, I do. And then I correct them. Hi, everybody. In the morally upside-down world of the left, people who threaten people are heroes, and people who stop the threatener are villains. Everything is upside-down. Male is female. Female is male. Kids, Charlize Theron, is that how her name is pronounced? The actress just spoke about how it's important for children to see drag queens perform. Children. You cannot overstate the pathology, moral and psychological pathology of the left. So we have the case in the New York subway of this man who had actually said, I'm going to hurt you to these people in the subway car. I will hurt anyone on this train. I don't mind going to jail and getting life in prison. Restrained by three men who stepped forward, including one black. He's a black, the guy who did this. And uh, was put in a chokehold and then died. And the uproar is against the man who stopped him. I don't know how I would love to know how many of our mainstream media have reported that the man had 44 prior arrests. The best article I read on this subject, I read to you almost the entire piece on the airs, written by a woman named Peachy Keenan. And if you're wondering what parent would give their daughter the name Peachy, they didn't. <laughs> It's a pseudonym for a writer and mother living, as her little bio puts it, behind enemy lines, meaning in a blue state. She identifies as a husbosexual, which means she is only attracted to people who identify as her husband, which is risky, because any number of men might identify as her husband now. I'll ask her about that. She's going to be on in a moment. 
She has a new book coming out, by the way, next month from Regnery, Domestic Extremist, A Practical Guide to Winning the Culture War. She's very witty. You could find her at, on Twitter at Keenan Peachy. Hello, Peachy. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm excellent. So I don't know who Peachy Keenan is, folks. I don't know what she looks like. I don't know her real name. Are you, you're, you're, you're like George Orwell, except I think people knew George Orwell was really Eric Blair. I'm not, I'm not sure. Did you know that George Orwell was a pseudonym? I did know that. I think I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, are you going to reveal your identity at, at a given point? What's your plan? Uh, yeah, I think I will. You know, I was planning, I was actually booked on t- uh, Tucker Carlson's nighttime show. I was going to go on there the night my book comes out, Domestic Extremist, on June 6th. And right after I got booked on the show, they, they canceled the show. <laughs> so now I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, how interesting. You would have co- You would have come out, as it were, on that show. Yeah, that's right. That's... I'll do it eventually. All right, well... I'll be more than happy to acclaim your real identity. In the meantime, I, I loved your piece. It was, <laughs> no, it was extremely witty and and uh, and to the point. So you've researched this more than I have. Is that, Am I right about 44 or 41 prior arrests? Yeah, I think everything I've read, it said 44 arrests, including, including many violent assaults. Yeah. The last like on the one was he, he punched a, he punched an elderly woman in the face, and, and and she was hospitalized. Yeah, and he also punched. He broke bones in her face, and he also and he was um, he was released. He was given some medication, and he wasn't even put in a in a hospital. I think one of the only times he served time was when he tried to kidnap a seven year old girl, dragged her down the street, and he got four months, and that was it. USA Today. A nice guy to travel with. Yes, USA Today uh, called him uh, a beloved subway performer. There's a guy named Jordan Neely. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, yeah. They were, it was, yeah, in USA Today. He's He was, um, I think CNN, someone reported that CNN was just showing a, a constant loop of him performing as Michael Jackson with everyone clapping for him and turning him into this sort of folk hero, you know, this wonderful New York icon and how, you know, and just trying to get everyone, you know, in the, in the, in the spirit of George Floyd, that this, this incredible hero, this beloved figure was, was brutally murdered, you know, in cold blood. By the way, again, I I don't know the exact detail. Was he, wasn't he taken to a hospital? We're having well, yeah, he died having at the hospital here for some reason, folks. Forgive us. Uh, uh, you're not you're not hearing me immediately upon my stopping talking, but we'll, we'll try to fix that out later. I'm just letting my listeners know about this delay. So, so wait, uh, he died at a hospital. Yeah, I mean, he apparently was breathing on the on, in the subway, and then he died. He was he only was dead at the at the hospital. So you know. Well, Who wait, knows so, what actually caused the death? Well, yes, exactly, because if if you're choked to death, you die when you're choked. So uh, w- w- 
I mean, right. that's what I that's what I assume. I'm not a doctor. I but it, it the notion that he was choked to death uh, by the guy who held him. I I'm, I don't know. It may what he did may have exacerbated a condition, and uh, that that is that is clear. So uh, AOC uh, said that the the man is a murderer. This is the the moral level of the uh, of the Democratic Party today. Yeah, I, I think that they just see the image, you know, and they they they're happy to ignore a lot of other crime going on. Um, they turn a blind eye, but they see, you know, here's a kind of masculine looking normal white person, a white male, you know, oh, and he's on the floor grappling with you know, the, the un, one of the untouchables for the Democrats, a homeless person, a criminal. These are people you're not allowed to, <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to touch them. And they saw that image and just in their minds, case closed, you know, this open and shut case, this guy, oh, we've got, we have to give him the chair. You know, he's going down. We're going to 20 years to life for daring to intervene in a case that, I mean, from what you just read, like what he was saying on the subway car that sounds like he was planning to literally hurt someone on that car at that moment. You know, I'm going to hurt someone today and I don't care if I'm going to go to jail for it. He was basically telling them what he planned to do to get back to jail to hurt someone. And it's almost, it reminded me of like suicide by cop, you know, Um, but it was more like suicide by subway car. He, he was making threats. And I, I, I feel like, you know, it's amazing that someone had was brave enough to step in. I mean, that Daniel Penny, the Marine, he's all of us. He's a normal person, and he's sort of been thrust into this very abnormal situation, like we all are these days. Well, there is something uh, wrong with this country when half of it thinks he is a, a hero and half of him thinks that he's a murderer. I mean, the, if anybody ever thinks that there's a middle road between left and right, which is uh, people living in fantasy world, uh, as I, they're unbridgeable gaps. Here is a perfect example. The, we see the exact same thing. One considers it evil and one considers it heroic. We can't both be right. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me a lot of like, you know, uh, I'm probably aging myself, but the, when the OJ verdict was read out, you know, it was just, Half the people thought he was he was definitely innocent, and half the people were shocked that he didn't get um, convicted of murder. Um, there's like you always say, black is white, white is black. Le- you know everything's upside down, and we have a clear case of um, a hero doing something that you know is very brave and probably a little too risky to do these days. Um, and 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 morality is gone. Like, who, what do I, like I wrote in my piece, what do I tell my teenage sons? To be you cowards. Know, that, was, that was the brilliance of your piece. That's right. That, that you, you right. Were, the left wants you to raise boys to be cowards. One, one of the ways I like to think about what they've done is like, we're all in this like big nightclub, you know, and we're trying to have fun and have a good time. And there are these crazy guys starting fights you know, belligerent guys, and they fired all the bouncers. 
like there's no one left to eject the crazy people That's from right. the nightclub That's and right. we're like left to our own devices and instead they've hired social workers to ask the drunks yeah, like to it. tell them about right. their childhood trauma i'm going to come back with you in a moment <laughs> yep you're absolutely right i'm speaking to peachy keenan her pseudonym we'll be back with her <laughs> I'm speaking with Peachy Keenan. It's not her real name. One day she will reveal who she is. I'm curious, to be honest. She wrote a terrific piece. Where, where, uh, Peachy, where was it? American greatness, American thinker, federalist? Federalist. Federalist. Federalist, Okay. Mm -hmm. For which you write regularly, correct? Yeah, I started writing for them um, a few weeks ago as a contributor, and I also write for the American Mind. Claremont. Okay, excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, your point, one of your points, and you're, you're a very witty writer, which is very hard. I, I salute you. By Thank the you, way, you, you, well, you're welcome, but I, I'm not saying it you know, to, to just to be nice to you. I'm just saying it because it's true. By the Thank way, this, this you will find interesting and obviously complimentary, but it, again, it's just meant to make an observation. A dear friend of mine, since high school, said to me when we were in college or around that age, he made a great observation that I've obviously never forgotten. He said, not every intelligent person is witty, but every witty person is intelligent. <laughs> it's a very, very, well, it's a very uh, piercing insight. Anyway, I just thought you'd, you'd get a kick out of that. But you, aside from the, the wittiness of it, your larger point there is, as I summarized at the at the end of the last segment, we're we're really training to raise boys to be cowards, not men. Yeah, I mean that's right, and um, you know this is why I wrote my book, which I have to talk about domestic extremists. Like we are, you know, normal people like Daniel Penny, the Marine on the subway, we're kind of under attack, you know, and we're trying to figure out how to survive. How do we raise our kids? How do we, you know, make sure that they, like, keep the same gender that they were assigned at conception, <laughs> you know, throughout their lives? What, what do we do here? They're just like, it feels like, you know, the mo- modern culture is kind of coming at us from all angles. And, you know, how do you raise boys? They're being emasculated, you know, literally... <laughs> emotionally and spiritually, you know, being neutered by our culture where you're not allowed, you're not allowed to be a man, you're not allowed to be a straight man, you know, God forbid. (laughs) And, you know, meanwhile, we're running out of people. Like we've forgotten how to like keep our society going by reproducing more human beings. And that requires learning how to, you know, woo a woman and get married and have a family and like protect your family. And these things seem to be, kind of impossible now to figure out these very simple, ancient, you know, traditions that have kept humanity going are like being forgotten quickly. So that's really why I wrote my book. I tell people all the time when I, when I was a kid, which is a while ago, but it's, it's worthy of noting. If you would have asked almost any kid my age and even high school, what does it mean to become a man? Which was, we were always told, be a man, be a man. I don't even think it's said to boys any longer. It's probably considered 
transphobic to now. even say that. Yes, exactly. Of course. But what it meant was two things, get a job and get married. It, it was right. assumed, when I, when I was a, a boy, it was assumed I would get married. It, it wasn't... It wasn't in the option world, even. Right. Now both getting a job and getting married are totally optional. <laughs> you don't right. need to do either That's one. Right. Yes. That's right. E- either one. Because you can get paid to stay home. Right. I mean, no one wants to work anymore. And marriage is just one option on a giant, you know, drop-down menu of lifestyle choices you can make. You know, and it's not better or worse than any of the other ones. You know, polyamory, open marriage, whatever you want. And um, people, like, you know, are losing. And meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, we have this, like, huge spike in depression and anxiety, loneliness, you know, suicides. um, And, like, you know, hmm, are those two things related? Maybe they are. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Do you have children? Yes, I have five children. I'm a domestic extremist, Dennis. <laughs> yes, you are. That's right. I'm extremely domestic. What did you send them to regular school or homeschool? Um, I did. We did a combination of both. Um, we tried homeschooling, but for me, it was difficult because you know I am I am also a working mother. I work at home though as a writer, and so it was hard when we had you know at one point we had like three under three, so that was tricky to do the homeschooling. So we have, um, you know, we found good schools for them that are, you know, mostly parochial schools because I'm also, I mean, I used to be a secular atheist and a liberal and a feminist, and now I'm this observant Catholic and a conservative. So I don't think I would really fit in well among, like, my Southern California private schools or public schools. So What what turned you around from your secular liberalism? Um, uh, you know, yeah, I was, uh, all through my, 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 my teens and college and my twenties, I was a feminist and I had no interest in getting married. I didn't, you know, I thought one day maybe I would do it. And then, um, I started being more politically conservative. Um, but really it was when I met my husband and realized, you know, oh, I do want to have children and whoa, I'm, I, maybe I want to have more than one. And I almost don't have enough time to put this together now. I, I met my husband in my late, my very late 20s. And, I mean, like I say in my book, Dennis, I escaped feminism by the skin of my teeth. You know, I barely had time to put together a, a, the size family that I wanted. And it was just really the process of, of getting married and realizing, like, oh, I got lied to. This is great. This is awesome. I love babies. <laughs> I didn't know these things. You know, no one told me. <laughs> I want to continue on that theme because you're you're a thinker. Peachy Keenan and her her article on what happened at the New York subway is up at DennisPrager.com. One eight Prager seven seven six. Back in a moment. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here, speaking to a woman named Peachy Keenan. That's not her real name. She's like George Orwell, except she's wittier. <laughs> and uh, she uh, wrote this terrific piece. Um, the what happened in the New York City subway. And folks, if you, I, I want to repeat something I said earlier. If you ever hear anybody say this utterly, utterly naive 
childish notion. Oh, why, why don't, why don't left and right just find common ground? We have no common ground. That's why. And use this as an example. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that the man who subdued the guy saying, I want to hurt all of you on this train, a man with 44 prior arrests, is a murderer. We think he's a hero. There's no middle ground, ladies and gentlemen. You can't be a heroic murderer. Okay? Murder, by definition, is about as evil an act as the human being is capable of. So I I just want you to always use that example to the people who live in la-la land who believe, oh, there's a middle road. Oh, really? There's a middle road between those who think children uh, should watch the drag queens and those who don't? What's the middle road? Really, what is the middle road? They watched it with one eye closed? Anyway, I found this fascinating that you started out secular feminist and then realized, hey, wait a minute, I would actually uh, get a, a great deal of meaning and joy in life from marriage and children, and that that comports more with my female nature than just career. Is that a fair summary of your evolution? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just a product. You know, I grew up on the west side of L.A. You know, I went to what would be considered like, quote, elite private schools and, and universities and stuff. And so I was just raised by my cult, by the culture and my all my peers. We were all the same. And we were just like, um, you know, we had totally believed all the lies of feminism that, you know, the main goal in life was to have fun, spend your 20s having fun and avoid pregnancy at all costs. Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, God forbid you would like get pregnant and have a baby like no, no. And that was just something that, you know, old people did like nerds did that. Like we were not we were going to have fun, be cool. And by the time I figured it out, you know, I, 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 I met the right man and, you know, my very good, had very good fortune. He was already had been red pilled. Like he was already a conservative. So we had this like, and I was not there. I was not there yet. But, um, you know, when you fall in love with someone, it's like, wow, they, they, they have a, <laughs> they can like influence you in certain ways. And so I figured it out in time to have a baby. And I loved that. I love this guy. No one had told me this. And I wanted to have as many as I could basically in the time I had left, you know, before the clock ran out. Wow. So a few questions. How did your parents react to your uh, becoming uh, religious? Um, yeah, that's interesting. They were already Reagan, basically Reagan Republicans. So they were fine. Oh, were okay. When I, finally uh-huh. became, when I finally became like a conservative, but they're, you know, secular atheists in every, in every right, way. Right. And so when I announced to them, like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm becoming a Catholic. <laughs> going to take the kids to mass every single Sunday. Like we're going to, we're like real Catholics. Okay. We're like, we really go, we do it. We do the whole thing. They were, you know, like, oh, that's nice. How, how interesting. Okay. Like a little bit, but here's the amazing thing. My sister, who was just like me, secular atheist, when I first told her I was converting, she was like appalled. She was like, wait, what? Like, do you actually believe that stuff? And the miracle of, of COVID was that it actually, she was so oppressed by, her vax mandates and almost being fired and really tortured by what happened to her and her family during the lockdown, that it actually 
became like she she turned to God and now she is now a practice that she got baptized on Easter Sunday this year. And so I'm not the only one anymore. There's a family. Well, your sister uh, has undergone something I wrote. It's on the Internet. I, I think I wrote it 15 years ago. The left keeps me religious. <laughs> oh, I mean it literally. Exactly. I, I, I mean it literally. I, I would say the left keeps me mm-hmm. religious at least as much as religious people keep me religious. <laughs> Probably more, when, yeah. Maybe more, that's right. When I see what the anti-religious believe and produce, I realize there is no alternative to a religious outlook on life. Right. One, just, I mean, just saying that, that, as you point out, you know, and I point out all the time, you know, there's such a thing as male and female. I'll be back with you in a moment. I'm talking to Peachy Keaton, and her, her piece is up at uh, DennisPrager.com. Powerful piece on Jordan Neely, the man who died on, or killed, we don't know, uh, while threatening people on the subway. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, final uh, few minutes here with uh, this uh, remarkable woman who who has a book coming out. That's not why I'm having her on. It's because of her terrific piece that I actually read virtually the entire piece to you about how society, thanks to the left, is now telling you that your boy should be raised to be a coward because if he sticks up for the persecuted, uh, he will be arrested, as as is happening uh, in New York City. He might be arrested at any rate. Uh, He has already been called a murderer by one of the truly despicable people in this country known as AOC. So Domestic Extremist, a practical guide to winning the culture war. You have a guide to winning the culture war? (laughs) I sure do. (laughs) Give me an example. Um, Give me an example of a suggestion. Okay, well, you know, when I say domestic extremists, obviously, I, I don't mean, you know, the, uh, the bad kind. What I mean is someone who's simply living a more, a more domestic life, um, choosing the domestic, domestically extreme lifestyle. And what that means is that you need to reject feminism, and that's one of the tips. And, like, I go through a whole thing of how women can, you know, see through the lies of feminism, you know, everything from the abortion industrial complex, um, rejecting the dating industry, like getting off Tinder, you know, focusing the, on the things that are the, really the your, your your best hope at like putting together a happy, stable life long term. 
and Tinder's not going to do it for you, you know, and taking, you know, you're taking a million different antidepressants is not going to do it for you. But you need to have children and get married and try to stay married. And these are things that were considered totally normal, you know, within recent memory. And now I'm an extremist because I had more than, you know, one or two kids and because I choose to stay married and be in a monogamous um, mating pair, you know, with my husband. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm considered an extremist. And, you know, we go to mass. And these are all these things that make me very dangerous, ironically, to the, to the, you know, to the ruling class, to the regime, because, you know, I'm raising my children with our rules and not theirs. How, how old is your oldest? My oldest is, uh, he'll be 18 soon. So it's a very scary time for me as a mother. <laughs> That's right, because is he going to go to college? You know, I mean, it's really weird because I was raised, you know, to be very meritocratic, get, go to the best school you can get into, go Ivy League. And now, you know, all those schools are basically just all crossed off the list. And every time I look at the news, oh, I've got to cross that, uh, that school That's off That's correct. The list. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, that school has... One, one is worse than the next. <laughs> Right. So my list is very, very short right now. Um, you know, Catholic colleges, um, maybe some local schools, we'll see. But the other problem is that due to, you know, things that we can't control, uh, certain, you know, demographic characteristics of my son, he won't even get in to schools like, you know, that were considered kind of safety schools for me, like the UC schools. He has a, doesn't have a shot. Because he's, he's white male? Yeah, white, straight, Christian male, like, okay, forget it. <laughs> Sorry. So we have to come up with some other solutions. I mean, you know, we can't all go to Hillsdale. I mean, I wish we all could, maybe, but it's really tough. That's right. That's why I asked you the question. I was curious what how, how you would resolve it. It's very tough. It's very tough to be a parent today. But uh, look, I mean, there are, I believe millions upon millions of adult children who don't speak to a parent because college taught them that if their parent votes Republican, they're despicable. And they bought it, and then they, they've severed relations with that parent. Yeah, I mean, most colleges, most mainstream colleges are now just finishing academies for the left to finish, just, you know, finish you off, whatever they did to you, the brainwashing you got from K to 12, college is where they're going to finalize that project and spit you out and you're going to you know hate your parents and you're going to hate your country and you're not going to know what gender you are <laughs> and that's you're just a perfect you know part of the you know the leftist army now and you're just an activist and you know children are things to be aborted or avoided and we're not really cre- good at creating future parents anymore we we were like not doing that and that's why i wrote domestic extremists because we have to get more people to be more domestic like fast we don't have a lot of time here to waste you know on Mm -hmm. on things like discovering your new new baroque genders that don't exist well i look forward to uh your your coming out party (laughs) (laughs) thank you dennis maybe i'll do it on your show (laughs) that's right okay we're on video as well so that'll be that'll that'll be charming well good luck you're you're doing really good work thank you so much dennis i really appreciate it my pleasure 
Yes, that was quite an article. That insight that we're, the left wants us to raise boys to be cowards. Boy, is that ever true. The ideal leftist upbringing is the boy to be a coward and the girl uh, to be a victim. Then you've succeeded in the left's world of how you raised your children. I am female. I'm a victim of the patriarchy. I am a male. I am in the oppressor class. And the idea that I should come forth as a strong male helping people who are being hurt, like on the New York subway, no way. Call 911 and let the guy do what he wants to do. This story in New York City and the reactions to it are, a, are actually a service to the nation because I believe deeply in clarity that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez believes that the man who allegedly killed, I don't know if he killed him or because he died later, but even if he did, that the, is a murderer. And the rest of us, or half of us, think he was a moral hero. It's instructive. Hello, y'all. Dennis Prager. Mike in Denver. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Uh, what you do for the public uh, here in America is just fantastic. I wanted to say that for right. enough Thank time. you. Thank I- you. Uh, back a year and a half ago, I took a knife in the back, basically for the city of Denver, uh, sitting in a public library working on a computer. I had basically no identifying uh, uh, clothing on me that said I was anything that, uh, you know, other than just a, a 58-year-old civilian and uh, with a 10% disability through the Veterans uh, Department. Uh, basically, the guy was able to sneak up behind me, uh, and it took me a year just to see the last six minutes of the video before the stabbing the stabbing and after on behalf of my family but it's just a real real tough thing to go through and the cops turned around and said dude you know nothing about this guy so they've been very open uh my in some respects but they've been heavily neutered and so they they immediately said afterwards no no we start talking about this we will it's a a political hot hotbed they'll come after us okay i'm not clear i don't understand were you literally stabbed in the back Yes, sir. Uh, wait, while still? sitting at a, at a computer in a library? A public library in Denver. No, okay, wait, 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 wait. Why did he do it? There's absolutely no reason for him. But to it's do. on video? Yes, sir, it's all on video. Okay, so what is political about it? Was was he black? Uh, yes, sir. So therefore the police are, are uh, hesitant about pursuing charges? Correct. Yeah, the uh, city attorney started out with, oh, this is an active investigation, so we can't talk with you at all about this guy, to now uh, having had Wait, him Is, is this guy in prison? He current, oh, yes, sir. He was caught, caught with the knife, and he admitted to it and, and uh, came up with some sort of a silly uh, excuse like I was uh, talking dirty to him or whatever and, and going to rape him. And, and bottom line is he was just out of his gourd. So if he's in prison, what's the issue? Well, uh, to say he's in prison, he's being held right now. So what he was out for was just to get three hots in a cot, get a roof over his head, get some stability, just like all these people that are massing at the border right now. 
you give them a couple months of without food, without being taken care of by the social services departments, whether it be here in Denver, where we're experiencing 200 new people every day uh, coming up from the border or whatever, we're going to have a a place full of people that are looking to get the same services, and that is uh, a roof over their head, get food in their belly, and get taken care of. Right. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, I hope you're well. That's pretty key. Folks, I'm headed off to a a very important conference. I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. Mark Davis will be sitting in the third hour. He is one of the great talk show hosts in the country. Don't miss him. And I'll also tell you about our new dog, another English bulldog. On the next Dennis Prager Show. Get access to my show commercial-free with on-demand listening anytime you want. Sign up now at PragerTopia.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.